Hi, I'm Bee Heller, your host of The Pioneers, a podcast series in which I interview business founders and leaders who are pioneering new ways of working and management practices, all with the aim of creating inspiring company cultures. Today, I'm chatting to Dub Lee. He's the learning architect at Honest Burgers. If you haven't heard of Honest, go and eat one of their burgers just as soon as they open up again after this shutdown lifts. I promise you, you won't regret it. Dub shares how the Honest People team have worked their socks off to make sure every business decision during this coronavirus pandemic has been made with their people top of the agenda. We've done so much work over the last year to bring our people experience up in line with our food and our customer experience. And we were not going to just throw it all away because the numbers didn't add up. We were going to find the money somehow. The Pioneers is a podcast for business founders and people leaders who are striving to make their own workplaces deliver for their people and who want their culture to be a source of strength that's likely to drive the future growth of their company. I interview business founders and people leaders we can all learn something from. I try to get past the conceptual ideas and bring you the day-to-day habits and practices these businesses and leaders use to create and sustain their cultures. I'll bring you one pioneer each episode, so tune in for 30 minutes of wisdom and practical ideas that you can test in your own organisation each week. Dub, who are you? Introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name's Dub. I am the learning architect at Honest Burgers. So I've been at Honest now, oh, since June last year. So um, kind of almost a year, coming up to a year. Before that, I've kind of worked in learning and development in uh, customer-facing businesses for a number of years. Uh, Greater Anglia, Harris and Hall, and Asda. I actually, you know, joined Asda as uh, someone working on the checkouts, and then kind of progressed my way up, learned everything, and now build more tech-focused learning experiences for frontline workers in businesses. And what made you join Honest? I've always been an Honest groupie. I had my first Honest burger many, many years ago in Soho when there was a queue out the door and absolutely loved it and always wanted to, to work here. Um, and I think it would just been a, a time of when, when the role would, would come up that would be right for me. It seemed like a really awesome place to work, um, a place that you know, really knew its values and stood by them. And those are really aligned to what I found important in a business as well, you know, and trying to do the right thing. Which actually probably brings us quite nicely onto what's been going on recently. It's obviously been a pretty, well, an unprecedented time actually to be trying to run a business uh, and to be trying to lead um being a leadership role in a people team that's trying to do the right thing by people so can you just share a little bit about what the last it's probably month six weeks have been like honest and how would you as a people team describe the situation that you found yourselves in as a people team it's been a really really tough time because we ultimately we we want to do the best thing by our people and if people teams ran businesses everyone would get paid like a hundred thousand pounds a year they'd all have unlimited holiday you know they could do whatever they want as we just love pleasing people um (laughs) thankfully you know we get reined in by our operators and our finance teams to actually have some sense and you know kind of do what what is right for the business because it's it's great to let people team run a business but the, the problem is that the people team won't be running the business because there probably won't be a business left for very long after they've been given the keys. So what what we've kind of 
had to do as a people team is really grow we you know have some great experience in the team from um, our amazing director Chantel however you know we can't expect Chantel to do everything and we had like half of our senior team were all on holiday during this whole thing so we had like me and Tash who are the L&D people helping to run the people function Ah. which you know I honestly think in in a lot of businesses would have been absolute chaos Um, (laughs) you know the people that do the powerpoints and the post-its in charge of the people team during an absolute crisis you know it's gonna it's all gonna end up being on fire but I think you know we we both know, know each other really well and we know our strengths and I think if we hadn't known each other so well I think we wouldn't have been as effective as we have but knowing that you know we we want to make sure that we have a business at the end of this, knowing what the financial implications of every decision that we make and our financial position day in, day out, which, you know, is changing all the time. We've got amazing suppliers that have helped us. We've got incredible investors that have helped prop us up. We have great support from our bank and thankfully we were a healthy business going into this we didn't have a lot of debt we were profitable we had a lean mean operating model and that means that coming out of this we're going to be in an even stronger position yeah and and that's kind of you know the, the driving force of we know we have a good business we have to fight to protect it yeah so just talk me through a little bit what's kind of happened from an operational perspective over the last month so obviously it was actually back in January that we first started having a few cases of COVID-19 in the UK can you walk me through at what stage you took certain business decisions to change the way that you were operating as Honest Burgers and where you're at now the first thing we did was ensure that people didn't feel the need to come in to work if they were ill Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, if they had symptoms or if they had traveled to, you know, back in the day when it was like two areas of Italy, uh, you know, if, or China, if, if they'd been to any of those places, we did not want them to come into work and risk, you know, making customers or their teammates ill. So we decided SSP would not be enough. You're only eligible for SSP if you earn over £118 a week. And there are a number of our people that only work a couple of hours a week and don't earn that minimum. So they would have got nothing if they um, were ill. So we decided to top up SSP to 50% of people's earnings. And we built a bot flow to let people know what their pay would be before they got ill or as they got ill. So they could find out the, the amount of money they would get paid per week. And also built a bot flow to enable general managers to report sickness in their team. So we could get a really clear snapshot of how many people we had in the business, how many people were ill, how many people were showing symptoms, whether it was travel, uh, whatever it was, so that we could then figure out how do we run shifts and open restaurants in the most effective way that we could with the resource that we had. Then we, you know, we could clearly see a decrease in sales, especially in our tourist sites. So central London, mostly Soho, Oxford Street, Waterloo, South Bank, those kind of restaurants. So we, we took the decision to close those restaurants and the guys working in those restaurants would receive Corona pay, which was 50% of their average earnings. Uh, Plus, we could redeploy those people as the number of cases went up. We could redeploy those people to our other open restaurants and to ensure that the customers that were still coming to those restaurants were going to still get a great experience. Then as soon as, you know, the, the government said people should be avoiding restaurants, 
which I think they said on the Monday, we then were like, okay, we need to not have uh, our restaurants open. It's the right thing to do. So we switched to a takeaway and delivery only business overnight. And, you know, during that, we had our property team going and talking to our partners at Deliveroo, founding new partnerships with Uber Eats to open dark kitchens in in their um, buildings. So we we opened three dark kitchens in two days to enable us to, you know, ramp up that delivery operation as quickly as we could. And then we had to, you know, we, we kind of had, had this, this run on if we could make any money during this, we could keep paying our people. Yeah. Because we were starting to worry that if we didn't make enough money, we would we would have to make people redundant, or you know we'd have to put people on extended unpaid leave, uh, and that's something that we did not want to do as a business. We, you know, we're, we've done so much work over the last year to bring our people experience up in line with our food and our customer experience. And we were not going to just throw it all away because the numbers didn't add up. We were going to find the money somehow. So we were going to pubs and saying, hey, you guys are closing. Can we use your kitchen and open a pop of honest in your kitchen so that we can serve delivery and take away burgers from your kitchens? And then by the end of that week, we'd kind of we'd taken stock and realized that although we were, you know, fighting so and keep them safe actually keeping them financially safe but in doing so we were putting them at a medical risk because they were traveling to and from work to go and cook these burgers and sell these burgers when they should have been at home to help the government flatten the curve and we came to that decision uh, Friday morning to close all of our restaurants. By Friday evening, the government had said they were going to announce this furlough scheme. So we, you know, we, we had guaranteed the autonomous burgers would get paid up until the end of April on their 50% current pay. Um, and then the government came in and, and blew our socks off with their furlough pay of 80%. And then, you know, we'd already kind of gone through the process of closing restaurants. And we, we just then needed to go through the process of switching our people from an active employment on 50% to a furloughed employment of 80%. Um, and that's a process that we've now completed. So, you know, all of our restaurant teams are currently in a furloughed state getting 80%. We would love to top it up, but unfortunately we have suppliers that we owe a lot to because we would not be in this position of being able to guarantee people's pay and paying people 50% um, without our incredible suppliers that let us off the hook on paying them and our incredible landlords. So we, we have to now give back and, and start paying them back. Just help me understand what are the bot flows um, uh, and how do you communicate with your team and how has that been a crucial part of how you've handle some of this rapidly changing situation yeah so so we use workplace by facebook for all of our internal communications and engagement it's an it's an awesome tool from the absolute kings of keeping your eyes on a screen and uh, we're fortunate enough enough to work with some incredible partners like the bot platform to build bot flows to be able to essentially just um, message conversations to be able to to engage and communicate with our people on a one-to-one -one basis rather than broadcast out, you know, an email or a form of written comms. A bot flow is really intimate and it enables us to tell people specific information that's just about them. So 
some of the great ones that we've done are uh, letting people know what sick pay they're going to get. So what their SSP plus honest top up will be letting people know what their Corona pay will be, uh, letting people know what their furlough pay will be. It seems so simple, but there are so many businesses that if you, you don't know what you're going to get paid until you get your pay slip and it, by then you've already, you know, spent the money in your head or it's too late for you to go to your landlord or go to your bank and try and get these bills reduced because most people get paid you know, let's say at the end of the month, all their direct debits come out on the first. So, you know, it's, it's way too late for you to be able to, to negotiate these things. And we're telling our people a month in advance, this is what you're going to be getting so they can start planning financially. And I think um, the thing in that that I just sort of pick out, I think some companies do try to communicate those sorts of things with their people, but it might be a table and then you have to work out what that means for you and people yeah. you know that just that extra step of having to work that out means that you don't bother or that you you can't make sense of it and you can't get hold of an HR person to help you make sense of it and the way that you do it is this is the information that you Joe Blogs need to know specifically that's relevant to you and I, it's it's super smart thanks <laughs> yeah it's it's it's, it's so much easier and it is, it is a weight off our shoulders as the people team because we can be so specific that, you know, we don't have to answer a thousand questions from a thousand people. Our managers are freed up, you know, they're going through this as well. But also we, we had other options too. We had the option to take extended unpaid leave. So you just popped in the date that it, your leave would start, the date your leave would end. And that was it, you know, ready to go. We could have, we had the policy there. It was really, really easy to sign up for our salaried mem- uh, team members. We had a salary sacrifice program. You could sacrifice as much as you could afford instead of going for a blanket percentage because we, we know that everyone's situation is, is different. Some people have kids, some people own a house, some people live at home, some people rent, some people are going paycheck to paycheck and can't afford anything. Some people, you know, are putting a little bit away every month and, and actually they, they can give that, that up for um, a couple of months. Then all of that was automated through the bot flow. All of the legal proceedings and contracts, the letters were all sent and signed and dated through our bot. And, and then the thing that we're most proud of is that we actually built a flow to take the stress out of finding alternate employment during this. So, you know, even though the government is paying 8%, we were paying 50. Um, some people, 80% is not enough. They need 100% of their earning potential. So we partnered with Asda, Amazon, KUK and the co-op to second our team members over to their businesses because they were desperate. So we spoke to their recruitment teams, their people teams. We figured out the requirements for each role and we built those into our bots. So we could ask people the sifter questions before we pass their details on to these different organizations. So they didn't need to have an interview because they already knew all the information. They didn't need to go through an application process, send over a CV because they'd already got the information from us. And that, you know, enables someone whose English might not be their second language. They might not have had gone for a job interview for four years, especially in an industry that isn't hospitality. Um, you know, if you've been a chef all your life, suddenly a job application for Amazon or in a supermarket is completely different to cooking food. So we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to move over to these temporary roles. And we've had just over 50 people sign up so far. Wow. Before this, we didn't know that we could push personal information into a bot. 
So, so now we, we do know that. So we were able to have a spreadsheet of people's pay and push it into a bot message um, so we can deliver that personal message to people. And we didn't know we could do that before, but we, we, we've managed to figure it out. It is amazing how having a sort of a crisis situation and a single unifying thing that a group of people are trying to achieve, you can learn stuff so much quicker than you ever thought possible beforehand. Yeah. You can deliver stuff yeah. efficiently, quickly, and to a quality that probably never thought that was achievable in that time scale. It's a real fight for survival kicks in, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what's happening now, right? It's yeah. like we, we, this business will survive this yeah. and it's, we're going to make sure that it survives it in the strongest way possible. So that yeah. when this thing starts to dissipate, we're going to be there ready to hit the ground running. Um, Absolutely. I think it's, it's an immense sense of ownership. I think you can't do this if people just turn up, do their job, and go home and don't really care about the next person coming in or, you know, the next day's shift or, you know, like you're just turning up for a salary. And I don't think anyone honest does that. And I think you can see it yeah, because the stuff that we've achieved, not just, you know, the people team and all the bot things, but finding new kitchens and staffing them, setting them up, like going from, you know, a business at doubling our delivery business, which, you know, is no easy feat. And, you know, just, just seeing that happen shows that people in, in Honest have an incredible sense of ownership over this yeah. company yeah. and they want to see it succeed. Yeah. Just sort of picking up on some of those themes. Obviously, you've been able to achieve a huge amount in, in the last month or so, both from an operational perspective and getting certain communications out. What, have you got a sense of what feedback's been from the team, from people who've interacted with some of these bot flows and comms and, and what, what's the chatter within Honest? You know what, I think, I think people are feeling genuinely really positive about it. I mean, it sucks like not being able to go into work and seeing your friends and seeing your regulars. And I think everyone's missing burgers so 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 much I, I woke up craving a burger this morning um so I think you know despite all of that that like honest community feels so alive and I think in, incredibly connected at a more global sense rather than a specific restaurant sense yeah. um you know we I think we we've had 96 percent of our users on workplace are users so that means that they have logged in i think once a week for the last four weeks which is you know absolutely incredible and that is that's down from 100 percent. however we're still really bloody pleased with that 96 percent um you know people aren't going to work and they're they're still logging in and still feeling connected to the business cool is there anything else that uh you think it would be good for other people to know about what the honest experience through this has been and how you've handled it the most important thing to come out of this is if you didn't know what your principles were as a team or as a business going into this you sure as hell will know them coming out of it and if you're not proud of them change them if you lost too many fights going into conversations with your finance team or or your managing director or your ops team, then you, you need to 
have a, a, a long, hard look over whether or not you're in the wrong seat in your business or whether or not your business is the wrong bus to be sat on. Mm-hmm. And I think you, as a people team, we have such an incredible opportunity to grab the bull by the horns and change the direction of travel for our business coming out of this. Mm-hmm. And I think we have, we've got so much good street cred in the bank now coming out of this that we're going to be able to do some absolutely incredible things. And I think if we had not fought so hard and put our message across and and tried so blooming hard, um, we wouldn't have that as a whole business. We knew that we wanted to come out of this with every single member of our honest army with us. And, And also there's nothing like a crisis to learn a new skill. There's nothing like a crisis to, to bind everyone together. We, I'd struggled since I joined Honest that Honest didn't have a name collectively for what its employees were. I've always gone for this, you know, the rule that staff is a swear word, but we didn't have uh, an alternative. But now we have our Honest Army and that came out of, of this crisis. And I think it's, that's really, really like, what a great story to tell, you know. Do you remember COVID-19? <laughs> well, that, that's how we got our name as a collective. Yeah. Uh, that's how we became an army. That's how we became an army. That's how we, you know, absolutely smashed it and became an incredible business that's, that's going to um, hopefully be around for a long, long time. And how do you feel about it all? I feel like in our industry... In hospitality, this was going to happen for a long time. We didn't know whether it would be a recession, whether it would be a pandemic, whether it would be national living wage, you know, driving people out of the sector. We knew there was going to be a big event that would knock a lot of unstable businesses out of play. And I think it's, it's really, really sad for the people in those businesses but I think it's recalibrated that people that the old operating system doesn't work and you can't treat people like crap and expect them to do insane amounts of work and be insanely productive just so you can pay dividends to your shareholders and, and not pay your people um, and treat your people right. And I think the real disruptive thing that's going to come out of this is we're going to see how long people's memories last about how they were treated during this and before and after. And I hope people's memories last a really long time. And the businesses that had the option of treating people better and didn't struggle to to find new members to join their teams. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal what you've been able to achieve at Honest. And I I think one of the things that I've enjoyed, and it sounds weird describing uh, enjoying something in this sort of time of crisis, but genuinely I've, I have really enjoyed, I've loved seeing the examples like yours that have come out of a crisis where people have taken decisions that um, perhaps if it had only been a financial decision, they wouldn't have taken, but they've taken people first decisions. Um, mm in the recognition that that's actually in the long-term best interests of, of that whole company, for the health of that company, in every sense of what a healthy company is. Well, hopefully in a month, two months, Honest Burgers restaurants will be back open. People will be flooding back into them. I'll get a burger. 
so I can't wait for that moment. So desperate for a burger. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this show, please leave a review wherever you found this podcast. It helps other people find us and to spread these ideas. If you end up testing any of the ideas shared in this show in your own organisation, please tell us about it at getintouchatthepioneers.co.uk. We love to hear your stories. Until next time, thank you for listening.